Fantastic, mate. Uh, thank you very much for that, Nick. And uh, that first at Mosselbrook today at 2.15. The first at Bathurst at 1.55. And elsewhere around the country, we're racing at Benella today in Victoria at 1 o'clock. Warwick in Queensland. That meeting in Warwick was uh, postponed last week. Gets underway today. And also racing there in Belmont today. Uh, so we've got WA Racing uh, and hasn't it been a hot summer over there in the West? Uh, their first today, Sydney time at 4.48. Well, he's back. He's had a good little break, and uh, I reckon he's ready to rip in to some uh, some very good racing over the next couple of weeks all around the country. We've got uh, Ron Duffersey joining us on Punters Postmortem again this season. Good morning, Duff. Yeah, good morning, Dave. And, yeah, I am stepping back in at the right time after looking at that great racing on Saturday, and what's coming up is just mouth-watering. Uh, there's no doubt about it. We've got... Uh, I can't wait to pick up these nominations today um, for these these races, the Apollo Stakes, the Light Fingers. Uh, might be hard to get a run in that race, looking at all these beautiful mm. three-year-old fillies around, the Southern Cross, the Triscay, and, and then we continue on, you know, into the weeks after that with... Uh, uh, some lovely horses all around the board, all around the country, really. Melbourne's looking strong as well. Yeah, it certainly is. And speaking of Melbourne, Dean Lester's in our Melbourne studio. Dino, welcome back, mate. Uh, and uh, good to see some good racing. What about your man, Jai McNeil, putting on a clinic there on Saturday? Yes, he did, Dave. Uh, he was in the zone. He had some good rides, but, uh, yeah, he certainly made the most of them. And uh, bagging five winners, only the third jockey on a Saturday in Melbourne to do that in the past 20 years, Craig Williams and Jamie Carr being the other two. You've had a lot to do with Jai uh, since pretty much he started. And obviously, you know, he mentioned you after he won that Melbourne Cup, how you've been an you know, integral part and a sounding board. Um, just how proud are you to see the way he has developed into a, a world-class rider? Oh, incredibly proud, but uh, just just the, the the good person that he is is the best part of him, and uh, and that's what uh, why he gets return business on the track, and uh, you know people gravitate to him off the track. He's he's just a good fella, so uh, yeah, he uh, he's he's growing with uh, his confidence on the track isn't you know hasn't changed him at all off the track, and uh, no, he's going great guns, and uh, it's a big week for Jai. I think he rides three or four days this week, and then next Sunday he gets married to the, the lovely Jess at the Mitchelton Winery. So, uh, yeah, they've got a, a big week ahead. Fantastic. I know he's riding, riding winners. I know how expensive these weddings are, so he's getting the yes. cash. Uh, Glenn Munsey joins us uh, for another big season of Punters Postmortem. Welcome back, Glenn. Thank you very much, Dave. Good morning to you. Good morning to Ron. Good morning to Dina. Jeez, I have come back at the right time. Uh, we've got uh, all the good horses coming back. I tell you what, it's going to take me a long while to catch up on all these replays of the races and the trials. Uh, we just seem to have uh, about 20 trials every day yeah. uh, here at the moment with all these good horses coming back and uh, looking forward to get back into it, Dave. Well, we've got the trials happening, what, this morning at uh, at Royal Randwick as well, which you can go through those replays, punters. Uh, and I think Alligator Blood trial this morning as well around 8.40. That was that second trial uh, this morning. Um, let's talk about, uh, and, and look, give us a call, 1350 We're going to open that uh, phone line straight away because if you want to talk to Duff, Dino and Munns, now's your opportunity. But Duff, let's start uh, with Sydney and let's start with the Eskimo Prince. Um, Paul Lilly, what did you make of the return? And gee, you could go through this particular race because I think it's going to be a good form race for uh, for future races coming up, isn't it? Yeah, more so the mile, uh, I want to think, although Pulele's the sprinter out of the and Grand Channel with the two sprinters there, but the rest of them all look milers. So I think he had his birthday. I think he had his birthday. I, he was, wasn't ready. He wasn't right. I want to say he wasn't ready. He, he, he wasn't glowing. He played up. He sweated up. The market really opposed him late at two two fifteen to $3.10. And, and I think if you're watching the yard, you'd understand why. But uh, once they handed him and gifted him the lead... And he's gone out very steady there, and and those uh, those milers were never going to pick him up. Um, Ranch Ham was the only possibility. So he he got through. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a lucky win, uh, but he, yeah, he got favours. Put it that way. He didn't run any time. Uh, Maotai run what a set 1.1 seconds, or you know more than five lengths quicker than him in the uh, following race. So that shows him up a lot, um, but. He did what he had to do. Ranch Hand was good. Uh, Converge was excellent. He probably, he can go to the longer races now and be ridden quieter because that's what they stumbled upon last time in. Morris's me dad was enormous considering, you know, you know his form and he, he's always promised something and he, he's been gelded this preparation. So if he can put two together, 
He could well be a sleeper. Halal captivant, tick, tick, captivant, tick. Uh, and, you know, there was a couple of other, you know, I thought Kiss some overachieved. And Amana Nui later on, but it's, it's it's and obviously Giannis forgive stood in the barriers red red at the start, but I'm not raving 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 only because of the way the race was run and the time that they ran. Okay, um, Dino, what did you? Uh, uh, what was your assessment of the race? Yeah, I think that's pretty much the case, uh, Dave. Uh, what uh, Ron said they very, very gentle speed uh, and uh, Palili led and then just ramped it up and they were home very sharp. Uh, Ranch Hand ran well, Converge. I think the, the middle distance horses would have loved that tempo just to, to get a, a good run under their belt and Converge and Morris's Me Dad are the two I'm referring to. But I was really taken with Morris's Me Dad, Duff, his appearance pre-race and, and uh, the way he ran. As you said, he's un- you just want to see him do it one more time and, and he'd be away, I think, for those middle distance races. Yeah, yeah, he's a horse I've always liked, and he mm. just sort of let me down a little bit at the end of last preparation, where he only, you know, he won one race, but um, yeah, there, there's very encouraging signs there, and, and uh, uh, some of these Morrises are training on, and he's, like I said, he's gelded now, so we'd like to see him do that again, and he could be a sleeper. Mm. Duff, you, you said that the, the yard, he was a significant drift, um, Paul Lely. What did he do? Did he just sweat up like he did in his trial or did he put a performance on? Or, or why was he as bad in the yard as what he was? Um, look, he, he's been he's been inconsistent in the yard in the past. Sometimes he's walked in there beautifully and he's, he's, he's raced accordingly. And there was a couple of days he's really... Uh, there was one day at Rose Hill there, he was a real mess and he got beat. So he walked in. He didn't have the, you know, the uh, the summer glow about him. He, he he just got a little bit, little furnishing to do with his coat to come out rich, and then he just started to get a little jig joggy, but not bad. Very, you wouldn't even have a second look at him. And then when Karen got on him, that's when he fired up and started to get warm and hot. And then he got worse as he got to the barrier. You saw the shots of him at the barrier. He was, you know, he was foamed up the neck and whatever. So. He's, a, he's always a yard watch, that horse, uh, but I think he's got a lot of improvement to come considering circumstances. Um, what was the discussion after the uh, the race uh, with uh, Greg and the team, Duff? Are they thinking Oakley Plates with Paul Lilly? What was sort of mentioned? Um, I don't know what uh, Godolphin... I'd say uh, he's going to Melbourne. Uh, his main targets will be in Melbourne. Yeah, I, I would think he's going to Melbourne. Okay. Uh, I see Munn, so he's been... Uh, look, this will happen right through if the carnival gets in full swing, but I see there's been a savage trim on him in the Oakley plate. Well, it's not unusual, Dave. Um, yeah. It's usually a haircut and a shave, um, normally, um, sometimes even if you're not running. Uh, but uh, looking at that race there uh, in the Oakley plate, just looking at the uh, what they've done on the race, uh, if I can scroll down far enough past all the dollar and one chances to find out uh, well, Marabi, this is the well. Is this the new superstar out of uh, out of Melbourne? Is is clear favourite. Put it this way, Marabi's got uh, nearly twenty times the amount of money on Paul Lilly in the Oakley Plate, and Paul Lilly's not even in the first four picks uh, okay. as regards money. Uh, Minaj, uh, who we saw trial this morning at Ramwick, is actually the second pick dollar wise. Then you go to Ballistic Lover, Wild Ruler, and then Paul Lilly. And, and there's a text on the text line here, Duff. Um, so there's a few punters out there were saying, I understand what Duff's saying about the times. Can he elaborate on on that more? So obviously, you know, you mentioned that other races have gone quicker, um, like as in race nine, etc. Yeah. Um, do you, because obviously this race, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, carnival horses or all of these horses appear in, in markets for the future. Is that now a, a cloud you're putting over the race because of the time, or is it just sometimes you have to forget about the time and, and, and analyse the race on its own merit because sometimes in these races they do jog. They just do. It seems like they do things differently in these big races than what they'll do in, in benchmark 78. So I don't know, is that because there's more pressure on jockeys from connections or...? Oh, no, it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm not big, uh, marking the race down at all. It's just the way, the manner in which things fell into place for him. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Like, he's, he still darted home, and he did what he had to do, and he couldn't do it any quicker. So he got a controlling position. He was one of the only sprinters in the race. Um, on paper, there was no speed at all in the race. We're all, we're all saying, well, who's going to use their brain and initiative and, and, and lead this race? So it was always on the cards, 
There's no doubt about it. And and, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm, I said he ran much slower time than uh, Maotai, but the, he wasn't given the opportunity to run the time of Maotai. So I, I, I'm not marking him down at all. I'm just saying it's hard to gauge how good the performance was. Mm. Okay. And, and there was there was really was all only in the three first... picks in the market, wasn't there, that run one, two, three? Yep. What was that, Dino? I was just going to say, it was all in the first 400 metres too because yes. he's run about nine lengths below standard whereas you go to uh, race uh, nine and Maotai was about 2.7 lengths below standard. So there's your six lengths in the first 400 metres. Exactly. Anything in the race before we move on from it uh, that you're, you know, you're expecting a better performance from um, well, than what you, what you saw? Uh, well, it all depends where these horses go. You know, like... Um, I just think most of them are the milers. You know, you go past the first two, and you look at the rest of them, and they're not sprinters, so they couldn't they, they couldn't compete with that 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 finishing speed. Uh, so, what do we do with Captivant? Uh, well, he had one soft trial leading in, and that's all, and it was a pretty common trial. But uh, there was a lot of there was some smart money for him. Uh, he kept firming there late, and he he looked he looked much better than you'd expect for a horse that had. Uh, one trial. So look, I think we look at him, we assess him after next time. He, he, he got a pass market at best. Let's jump down to uh, the Manfred Stakes here, uh, Dino, because there's a couple of texts about uh, Generation and uh, Jeezy. He just loomed up beside Unflinchingly, who obviously uh, tailed out, but um, he's a bit of a machine, this horse. I think he's a, a, an emerging horse, Dave. Uh, he was beaten a couple of times early in the spring, and I loved his win on Cox Plate Day, and he ran, re- talking of times, he he really ran that day. And uh, I'm glad they resisted the temptation to try and back him up a week later into the Coolmore because I think he had such a tough run he mightn't have backed up, so they gave him the time. And I think he'll probably be a, you know, he'll go towards a new market or a um, William Reid. Uh, I don't think... I think he's a 1,200 metre and maybe even a 1,400 metre horse in time, but uh, I don't think he's the 1,100 of the Oakley Plate. And, uh, you, know, I, but, you know, they've got the Marabi. They'd have the, the benchmark line on, on what it'll take. And uh, I think Marabi would be way too sharp for generation 1,100. But he, uh, that's, I think with 50 kilos in a new market, he's got a legitimate winning chance because last year they nearly won the new market with a horse called Amish Boy and this horse is a significantly better horse than Amish Boy. Okay. Do you know, thinking back, did it have its first start in Adelaide and you were quite confident about it going to Adelaide yep. for its first run in the race? Yep, that's the horse, um, Munns, yeah. Yeah, he won, he won uh, there and then he won at Caulfield and had a break and uh, he was beaten those early two runs in the spring, but not disgraced. He was placed and then and then won on uh, the red anchor on Cox Plate Day. You're on Punters Post Mortem. It's 9.21. Give us a call on 13.53.53. We'll stay in Melbourne, Dino, because there's a couple of texts here about your opinion of Sebenak, which won the chairman's uh, stakes. Um, I might also get a comment for you from you on uh, Renusu, uh, which Freddie Kersley rode, uh, which a lot of eyes were on, but it, it drifted late, didn't it, Renusu? It was actually, didn't he it? Did it, dr- it drifted dramatically. Yeah, he did drift dramatically, and that'd be, I would think that'd be the punter, you know, the bigger punters just ignoring. He, look, his form looked okay, but he, the figures out of his both of his runs were really poor, and uh, and that's why I think he was probably ignored by the the bigger punters. And uh, Sebenak uh, was was a good win. I mean, he had a perfect run, but he trialed very strongly and and looked as though that thousand would be sort of the minimum of his distances. Which a lot of the capitalists are more thousand meter horses, but uh, loved the way he did it and and won well and. Uh, in saying that, I think the second filly was a bit unlucky, Nanagui. I don't know if she'd have won, but uh, she should have certainly got a lot closer. She got held up just when she needed to be building momentum, and she actually ran home the last 200 a bit quicker than the winner. Uh, Kiko ran okay for third. I think a really nice horse, Demon Award. Uh, I thought he'd be back and strong and be, you know, and I still think he is more of a size produce horse than a Blue Diamond horse, but he was up outside the lead, and I don't think that's his go at all, so I thought he ran quite well. But, uh, yeah, Sebenyak uh, was good. A uh, couple of nice Hawks horses, I would think, would step out this week in the preludes, looking at the the trials. They've got Similion, who won the uh, English banner on Cox Plate Day. He'd run in the Colts, and... Uh, They've got a filly who I have a lot of trouble pronouncing her name, um, but uh, she's looked. I think she's looked really good at the uh, 
at the trials in uh, recent weeks. And um, just give me a second, and I'll I'll find her name. Her name is Sayeru, uh, S E I R Y U. She's trialled quite well in recent weeks. Is there a standout two-year-old in Melbourne, or is is it just we will learn more next time? Yeah, I don't think there is. Um, I think uh, I think we'll learn out of the preludes on Saturday. Uh, the one I'm not giving up on, and she was well beaten in the preview on Australia Day, is jewellery. Uh, I think the longer the trip, and also she a bit slow out and got in a bad spot on uh, Australia Day. I'd like maybe blinkers, uh, and the, the longer trip will certainly be in her favour. She's the one I'm not giving up on. That's probably uh, you know hasn't she hasn't saluted yet. She's only had the two starts, but I like the way uh, she goes. We've got a first caller, guys, uh, on thirteen fifty three fifty three. I think we've got Brendan on the line. Morning, Brendan. Yeah, morning, boys. Um, I just want to talk about uh, the state of silence on the highway. Last started. Um, Sat three wide and over raced, also in the mountain yard, was sweating up and everything. And opened at seventeen dollars, I think I got that. And then um, on the weekend, it sat four wide the whole trip and still put them away. He is a beauty. Um, he in fact, yeah. in fact, he in fact sat five deep, no cover. Uh, but second horse sat four deep, no cover, and uh, third horse was behind them on the outside. So I must say, this track uh, played. Uh, you had to be uh, five or six off the rail. Um, so I'm not saying it was a disadvantage. The give up was uh, the first race. Uh, we had the 150 to 1 chance, one destiny coming down the middle, charging late. And you think, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll assess this. And then you see that happen in the highway uh, with, you know, first, second, third, just uh, doing nearly the impossible. And then you see King Rattel come charging down the middle and Shadow Crush coming charging down the middle. So I think we can safely say fence off and I don't think we'll get any argument uh, from anyone about that. But that, in saying that, this horse has done an amazing job. His previous start, he did uh, something nearly impossible as well, yeah, where he, he, he lost his shoe, he played up, he missed the start, he ran into backsides. He, uh, he was amazing there. So uh, I'm really keen to see... If he can lift himself next week for this Nowra uh, Country Championship heat. And uh, look, Luke's done an amazing job with him. And he paraded much better on Saturday. So he's, he's still work in progress, but he's, he's, a, he's a beauty. He is an absolute mm. beauty. He's got a, a great you, will to win. Do you know what he was before um, he won? Like price-wise for the Country Championships before he won? Oh, look, he would have been 50 to 100 to 1. I don't know. He, I'll tell you yeah. what he was. I'll tell you what he was, because I do have a spreadsheet for the country championship. I'm just watching Empire trial at the uh, Rose Hill at the uh, Ramwick at the moment. Uh, interesting to notice what? they let it stride today and didn't restrain it. <laughs> um, you've got to be while active you, here, Dave. While uh, you get that man's at price, um, and this is what I love about these highways, Luke Clark, guys, um, trains at Braidwood, has 10 in work. And uh, his last, well, he obviously had that winner at Ramwick. Um, which uh, which got the highway. His previous winner before that was at Rose Hill, um, and I think it's all systems go for that uh, for that heat at now on Sunday. And speaking of uh, those country championships, we're going to be tomorrow Sky Sports Radio uh, live from Coffs Harbour with the country championships launch. Of course, their meeting is on Saturday, and then now will be on the Sunday, which will be it later in the week. So uh, it's come around quick this series, and then before you know it, we'll be talking provincial midways, but. He surely was a big... Was he a big trim, Munns? He was $26, Dave. He was $26 his first price. He was $26 on the 1st of February. Uh, a week later, he's now a $15 chance, and 90% of the money has come for him in the country championship since he was made a $15 pot. Mm, yeah, so well done to, to Luke. Um, and to have an opportunity um, to bring a horse, a very good horseman to town like that. Uh, he's got a beauty and has the uh, the duff tick of approval. Look at another caller on the line. <clears throat> Pardon me. Who have we got, uh, Boydo? I think on... Um, we've got Patrick. Morning, Patrick. Good morning to you. A quick question for Dean Lester. Am yes, I a conspiracy theorist? Where is Johnny Allen, please? Uh, the conspiracy is he got suspended by the stewards, Patrick. So, uh, <laughs> so he's, he'll be back this week. Uh, I don't know if he's riding Wednesday, but he's definitely riding Caulfield Saturday. All right, I'll go and have the vax. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Gary's on the line. Morning, Gary. How you doing? Very good, mate. You don't have any conspiracy theorists for us? 
No, 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 I'm all over that. Um, <laughs> um, just a, a couple of horses for Ron Duffercy. Um, and I really enjoy your show. Thanks, boys. It's great insight for a lot of things that goes on. So, yeah, appreciate that. Um, something fast. And then another horse called Dylan Podale. I've won some money on the photo horses over time, but I'm just wondering whether they've been retired or injured or... Uh, something fast is um, that horse of Anthony's, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where they are. I don't know where they really stand at this time, uh, at this time of year. What was the other one? Villa Mai, did you say? Uh, Villa Poto. Villa Poto. Yeah, you got me there with that one, Philip. Right. Well, Villa. something fast has been retired. Um, he's been retired. Hasn't started since April in 2021. And what was how how do you spell the other one? Are you there, mate? Hello, oh, test. Yeah, V I double L O P O T O. I think it is P O P O. Villa Popo. Villa Popo. Yeah, Villa Popo. Lucky to have me back here. So my secretarial skills. Villa Popo. No, it, it no. Well, that has not no. If, if it's V I double L O P O T O, uh, it hasn't had a run since 2018, so it can't be that one. And it's now deceased. It was 11. It would be 11 years of age. So it, that's not the spelling of the one you've been looking for, right? So, all right. We might we might send you off, and years. you can find out the name and. Uh and, yeah, and get just send David a text and David look it up for you, mate. He's got nothing to do. <laughs> okay, I've got nothing at all to do. Hey, um, well, now you're wrapping got... yourself saying you're starting at 8 o'clock in the morning, Dave. You're giving yourself an extra hour. Who? When did you I say that? A t- you put up a tweet this morning saying, you know, join us oh, from 8 Oh, from 8. Yeah. Join us from 8 a.m. Well, I want people to listen to the Big Sports Breakfast. Got to get someone listening to it. Now, <laughs> we've got uh, a text here from Michael D. Uh, not from Michael, pardon me. Oh, it's not from Michael D. Michael? No, yeah, I wish <laughs> this text wouldn't be from Michael. But um, just want to know your thoughts on Rose uh, Courts, the Graham Begg runner, and what did you make of, of Michael D's ride, this text? Um, did he have an opportunity to come to the outside? or you know, Because these three paired off, didn't they? Melba Storm, Garden and Rose Courts, Dino. Uh, yeah, they sort of... Yeah, they did, Dave. Um, and uh, he probably had a... She, you know, she didn't uh, have the best of room, and it was a, it was a uh, good run, and probably, yeah, if he had his time again, he might have got to the out, you know, more to the outside. But uh, she's going very well. I thought Saturday's race would be too sharp for her, uh, Rose Courts, but she, uh, she uh, ran very well there. Um, but uh, and for a restricted race, I think that'll be quite a good race because uh, the winner has always gone well. She just had a lot of problems, and uh, I think the second horse is a really promising horse to garden. All right, and before we get to our next caller, Michael, there's a text on the text line, uh, cast your mind back to Mooney Valley, uh, and uh, another Graham Big horse, um, and a punter here not happy with um, what Jordan Charles did with Seguso. Is it Seguso in the last? Yeah. And why yeah. did he go all the way back um, on on Seguso? Uh, well, I think... I think had he gone forward, I think everything would have kicked up underneath him and he'd have been five wide. So it's that damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. So he did go back, give the horse a resting run and then get home. And yeah, look, I think the horse should have won. Uh, I, I, I just, yeah, early doors, I think he, he, you know, he was probably had a bit of a look and, you know, being the favourite, I think uh, $2.20 favourite, everyone would have known where he was. So mm. if he kicks up... He, he'd have been working and working, and that's not what he wanted to do, probably. So he went back, and he ultimately might have gone a pair too far back. All right. Uh, we've got Michael on the line. Morning, Michael. Uh, morning, gentlemen. How are we? Very good, mate. That's good, mate. Um, quick question for Dean and uh, Ron, if I could, please. Uh, nonconformist Dean, I haven't yes. seen it uh, listed in the official trials at all. Have you seen a trial at all? Uh, I think he's had a jump out in recent weeks, and I think... I've got a feeling he's going to run in the All Stakes on Saturday, so I think you will see him in the. Uh, so he must have been having jump outs in recent weeks, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, just to keep the Graham Begg team going along, how good is he going at the moment? Yeah, he's going great guns. Uh, uh, if they don't win, uh, they probably uh, yeah nearly should. Every time they're going around, he had a uh, had a filly on Thursday night, uh, two-year-old, geez, it should have won, and uh, um, Zalotti's, it's called, and 
So he's uh, no, he's got uh, he's got a really nice team at the moment, and they're running really consistently. Perfect. Thanks very much for your call, Michael. Joe's on the line now. Morning, Joe. Well, morning, Joe. You're getting in trouble with the boss. Hello. Hello, Joe. You're getting in trouble there, mate, with the better half. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. <laughs> what's what's yeah, on I, your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to ask the boys regarding um, so uh, regarding the time, the sectional time at Ramwick on the day. Um, I just have a, a couple of questions that I wanted to ask, if that's okay. Yeah, get yeah far away. Yeah, so um, I just noticed that um, I was looking at um, King, I think it was King Rada's race, the 1,600 metre race. Mm-hmm. And visually, looking at the race, they looked like they went pretty quick. But then looking at the time from the last 600, that last 600 was quite fast. And and then looking at, I think it was um, Parlele, Halili's race, and yep. that they also looked visually like they were going really fast, but then the last 600 was really extremely fast. Normally, when they go fast, the last 600 is quite slow. I'm, and then looking at the Millennium race, um, was it the Millennium race, that two year old? Anyway, um, the race that it won, looking at the times in the last 100. And visually, they went quite slow. Um, and I'm just wondering if that last 100 was playing really fast on the day. I just wanted to ask the boys to see what they think. Yeah, well, uh, considering we started on a soft six and we got upgraded after race four or five to a uh, to a five, though it was well, there was one sectional there on the day that was just out of out of this world. That was that Shadow Crush 32-2, the last 600. Uh, he run, and that was supposed to be on a six. They did upgrade and, and retrospective to race four after that happened, understandably so, because you just don't run them times on soft sixes. So Shadow Crush's last 600 metres was in 32-2. Like, that's Everest stuff, you know. Like, yeah. he, he just come out of a benchmark race. Um, so maybe they were, you know, um, hitting the, the fast lane, some of them horses out wide. So but uh, A lot of races are run very slowly, by you know, the first the first half, yes. Uh, looking at the breakdown of the races, are a long way off standard, and and yet ripping home the last six hundred as uh, as the caller says. Yeah, if you look at them, King Rattel's come home thirty four oh nine in the midway, which was the fastest last six hundred in the race, and it came from nearly last. Uh, in best the, of the day in the millennium. Uh, Extravagant Star came home thirty four twenty four, but the fastest last six hundred in that race was Paris Dior. Who was thirty three ninety four? Paul Laley has come home in thirty four oh one, but the fastest last six hundred in that race was probably Halal thirty three thirty five, equal with Kiss Sum, uh, and then of course you've got the Shadow Crush situation was thirty two, which uh, sounds like Hawkesbury times. Mm. Guys, we'll take a break on Punners Postmortem. It's 9.36. If you've got a question for our team of Ron Duffersey, Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey, give us a call. When we come back, we're going to talk about this English millennium. And great to see Tony and Kelvin in town getting the chocolates. The New South Wales Country Championship Qualifiers. Northern Rivers 2020. Plonkers still there as well with Dreaming Abyssgay, an exclusive rocketing home down the outside. Plonker in front though at the 50. Starts to kick away. Plonker for the money. Plonker too good. 2021. Jack Spratt race to the front. Leads away. Coming through is Maslow. Absolutely flying is Bailey's. Bailey's right over the top. Bailey's has beaten Tara Jasmine. The Northern Rivers Country Championship Qualifiers this Saturday. Catalogues available now for the 2022 Nutrien Equine Yearling Sales. Presenting Australia's best standard bred horses. With the Sydney sale set to take place on the 20th of February 2022 at Inglis Riverside Stables Warwick Farm. Featuring 110 quality yearlings. Don't miss your opportunity to be part of the Nutrien experience. Order your catalogue today. For more details, visit nutrienequine.com.au. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. 
Yeah, you're on Punters Postmortem here, and the official team is back of Ron Doversy, Dean Lester, and Glenn Munsey. So if you've got a question for our panel, give us a call on 13.53.53. Let's talk about this English millennium. And uh, i tell you what, I uh, heard you in the coverage, Duff. Um, they really came for these uh, fillies, and we'll, we'll get that from Munns in a moment, uh, price-wise. But they were the two the market uh, really honed in on. Paris Dior, an extravagant star. And is she a lovely filly, this extravagant star? Oh, she's, uh, well, she's very flashy, that's for sure. She's a flashy filly, and... A well-behaved filly, well-balanced. She can sit on a speed and accelerate. So she's got a few assets there. She was hard to read coming into the race um, as far as the race she'd come out of in Melbourne, but she had trolled very, very nicely. Uh, but, geez, they, they, they did, the market did find um, uh, a lot of those winners late there and, and they really um, isolated these two fillies. So are the fillies the dominant sex of the two-year-olds so far? You'd have to say yes. Uh, we got Cool and Gatter, and the first four across the line in the um, Magic Millions. We've got the first two across the line here. Uh, the Phillies dominated the first race with only a couple of runners in the uh, Lonro Plate. Uh, so at this stage, uh, it's it's the Phillies holding the advantage, and this filly is a very nice filly. So she adds interest. I can't wait to have another look at her in, in the, the lead-up. Paris Doors a beauty in her own right. Uh, she... Uh, sat wide with cover and uh, as Glenn said she's run a really nice uh, final sectional there she's a laid back type, she carries nice conditions and she could well uh, have improvement up the sleeve again, Sajardin was good, wants 1200 plus, El Petrino okay and the few disappointments in the race a couple of hidden runs there, not for golden slipper lead ups but they're going to win races there's a horse called Fire and Ice and the mm. Seven Seas they're, they're both two likeable horses that uh, likeable two-year-olds that have nice futures not like i said not as as far as slipper uh, group one credentials but they're going to have a bit of fun with those two horses uh, what did you uh, make of the uh, performance uh, muns and um correct me if i'm wrong but they were the were they the two best backed runners in terms of the their price firming before the race in the English well, Millennium, the two fillies? Well, looking at the NOP prices, Dave, which I was doing at the races there, I, I think Extravagant Star was about $15 into 11 or might have even been a bit shorter than that. And Paris Dior, who um, I was quite surprised on Saturday morning, wasn't favourite. Uh, I did a function on Thursday night and said it to be favourite on Thursday night. And it was $4.60 on Saturday morning, and it ran around the $3 and a bit mark, I think. Um you know, they were two significant firms off the NOP. I don't know what we did because I wasn't looking at it. Uh, but I'll ask Ron. You, I know you said yesterday, Ronnie, on uh, Thoroughbred Weekly, who returned uh, at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning yesterday. Uh, is Was this the start of them labelling the horses on speed? I, I know Extravagant Star, uh, to a lesser extent, Paris Dior, because you, you, you didn't think it'd be on speed. But I, I noticed the last sort of three races after this, they were hard the on-speed runners. Well, there was no reason for them to be on the hard on speed runners because they were doing absolutely nothing in the first five races. I think it may have been uh, when race five, when they, I think maybe the punters uh, worked out, ah, oh, the jockeys have finally realised to come off the fence. They tracked out wide, yeah. And then they tracked in the right, the leader started to track in the right part of the track. That's when they they, they got their edge, I think. We were looking at those horses on the fence just walking to the line early. Obviously, uh, a well-fancied space walk in the first didn't finish off and, and you had a couple in the highway that did nothing on the rail and then uh, we got to, um, obviously, Kalos was a give-up with Malkovich uh, in the sprint race, staying in close to the fence and that was it. Uh, that was game over after that and then you saw a beauty from Collett because he saved ground with the big weight and then he got the seven or eight off the fence. It looked like he was on the inside till you see the head on. And uh, so, and then Extravagant Star was the same. Uh, wide, uh, wide on pace with cover. Uh, Joviality won one, peeling out. Uh, Pulele then found the, the his controlling lane. You know, eight, seven or eight off the fence in front, getting a picnic. And same with Tai and same with Frosty Rocks. Uh, so at, late in the day, they worked it out, and uh, but they did get favours as far as. Uh, the tempo's concerned. And Stravagant Star was a really good go. It was $19 preview time and uh, it never stopped firming from there on in. Dino, you saw Extravagant Star win there at uh, Geelong and nice to see that uh, those uh, that Geelong form stacking up up here. 
Yeah, what I like, Dave, is uh, Extravagant Star and Eros peeled off in that race and beat the rest very easily. Eros went to the valley and he did pull up Shinsaw, but he was well beaten by Count the Headlights. So if you're trying to draw a bit of a form line for the Blue Diamond, I think the one that's over the odds at the moment is Count the Headlights. Uh, he, um, through that form, uh, stacks up pretty well. And I, I think we see him again on Saturday. But uh, yeah, she's a, a nice filly and Duff looks not like a two-year-old filly. She looks more like a colt. She's a quite a, quite a strong filly. Extravagant well, star. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Mark's on the line. Morning, Mark. Morning, boys. How are you going? Very good, mate. Uh, what's your question of the panel? A um, couple of weekends ago, I backed a horse called Ebha. Um, obviously, I was walking through my kick. Um, it was very unimpressive. Um, have you heard any whispers going around? And then I noticed this morning it's come out on a barrier trial. Yeah, um, well, it drew what the... do you guys take from that? Drew the outside barrier in the barrier trial this morning in a field looks as though it was a field of eight. Uh, he had an intent, Karen McAvoy, from the start to ride forward and be positive on it. Settled up outside the leader, uh, started to go a little bit keen. He let it stride probably at the, the 500 there, led by a couple coming to the turn. Uh, stayed about five or six off the fence. Uh, got tired the last little bit, but there was a few sort of pushed along to make some ground on it. But uh, I, I think, you know, after the other day when they tried to hold it up, and it was very, very disappointing. It was interesting to note today in the trials that they were intent on letting it stride forward. Yeah, I still thought she should have trialled a little bit better um, with her with with her speed. Uh, so, jury's out with me. Absolute star who runs. I, I just glanced at that trial, but it seemed to be working home quite nicely. And it hasn't done a great deal in three trials to date. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Let's see what the Snowdens do with this, because I was thinking she was the real thing after Melbourne, but, um, yeah, let's see. OK. We've got another mark on the line. Morning, mate. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Did anybody notice the run of a horse, Mana Nui, on Saturday? It kept the pace for most of the race with Paul Ely, and then was just eased back to finish off quite softly. Yeah, nice horse. A nice, big, strong horse. Myla, Kiwi, Guinea's winner in New Zealand. A uh, little bit of specking on Saturday. Look, he, 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 he got more than a pass mark there on Saturday. You know what's ahead, mate? Any idea? Well, I suppose all these horses are hoping to get to the Ramwick Guineas. Yeah. Um, that that's the that's the big mile in Sydney for the three-year-olds. But whether they're thinking he might be a a horse that might get over further with time, I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, I must say, he did look a really nice horse in the yard with improvement to come. So he's a Bit of a mystery, one of those horses we want to have another look at to, to make a, a, a more of a judgment about him. But uh, a, a really nice horse, there's no doubt about it. Beautiful, All thanks right. for your, thanks for your Thank call, you. Mark. Um, there's a, a question on the text line here for you, Duff, uh, wanting to know your thoughts on King Rattel, um, which was a big winner there in the midway coming uh, off the speed. Uh, yeah, when he, he he put the riding on the wall with a hidden run, he saved my day. I had a little saver on him and saved my day. I can tell you from a nasty day, but he, yeah, he's a bit dumb for a five-year-old. He he misses the start. He does things wrong, things wrong, but he he's got staying promise. So look, we'll just see what happens with him in uh, this preparation. I'm not saying he's going to go into big things, but. Bryce will place him and get his confidence up and he might be a horse for, you know, over the winter months that, uh, you know, he gets up to a mile and a half and can win something half decent. All right, perfect. Uh, we've got another call on the line. Simon, good morning, Simon. Hey, guys, how are you? Very good, mate. Wanted to know if... Um, do we, have we spoken to the Snowdens? Apparently Paris Dior's not nominated for the Golden Slipper and um, I'm talking through my kick because I had a... Opposition bet insight that um, cancelled my early bets on her. So um, Snowden's considered if they are going to start it. She's got the prize money now. Yeah, she. I think um, look, these fillies, if, if they win a lead up, they pay their way in anyway. So if they're good enough, I think they, it's a foregone conclusion they'll pay up and they'll use the, uh, the the lead-up race prize money to go into the slipper if they're good enough. So I think that that assessment will be made after a next run. But if, if she's going good enough uh, to, to warrant a, a late entry fee, I don't think that's any issue, really. Yeah, that's what I would think as well. So I might have to make a phone call. 
Yep. All right, fantastic. Thanks for your call. Simon, we've got uh, Warren on the line. Morning, Warren. Oh, Fred, sorry. Yeah, mate, good morning, boys. How are you? Very well. Mate, I have an uh, intriguing question to ask you, fellas, because I've been around uh, thoroughbred racing for 74 years and I'm completely uh, un- un- unable to see how the stewards can continue to allow bad or barrier horses to keep racing week in and week out, like Bacuna Interest, for one. He just fuck them out of the barrier at all. And there's that horse that uh, Duffy have tipped a few times and uh, Brad Davis is in love with and I've heard Munn say he's a bookmaker's dream, he won't come out. And they keep backing a week in and week out. They're robbing the public, mate. You, look, surely the stewards have got something to do or say to the connections and you can't send them back to the trials, they won't come out of the trials. These horses need to go back to be broken in again. Yeah, well, they did have something to say about him on Saturday. Um, he... He has to, he's on notice, he has to trial, he, but uh, I think um, John Sargent told the stewards, I'm going to give him a long a long spell and try and get his head in order. So uh, they did take action on Saturday about him, and he has been warned a few times, and I agree, mm. you know where you are with him, he's just going to walk out the barrier. What What is the actual rule when it comes to that, gents? Well, I mean, how many chances do you get? Not many. If you do no. it twice, you do it twice. You've got to go and prove yourself once or twice at the trials. But uh, I don't know if they're a little bit more lenient with the stayers or not. But he, he he's a problem child for sure. There's a, um, I think it's a filly uh, by Deep Field. The name eludes me, but there's one that Brett Kavanagh's got that they they did back the other day at Scone, um, and wouldn't go to the gates. Wouldn't get around. We went around with the clerk of the course, but then just refuses to get there. Maybe Munns, you might have seen. Is it Beaconsfield? Might be Beaconsfield, boys. But um, no, I went there when I was in Tasmania, Dave. But uh, yeah, I don't. I, maybe I, the, the name eludes me. But there's a. Uh, I know it's by Deep Field. No, I think it's in the Crestfield Colours as well. But uh, it, it, she won't even go to the gates. She she walks out and then just stands there. And uh, even Cav said, I think in a a pre race, he said, well. Yeah, she's just got to get to the gates. That's all. That's all we're going to do. Um, but um, keep out. I think she did the same thing too at Musselbrook. But um, thanks for your call, uh, Fred. Uh, now I don't think we've got any more calls on the line. If you want to sneak in just before we finish, you can give us a call on thirteen fifty three fifty three. Dino, there's a question here uh, in relation to uh, Melbourne and CF4 stakes. Um, if you've got an opinion, I know this early on the on the CFR, if there's a horse you've been waiting to see if it comes out in the nominations, and also a couple of texts here about um, uh, I'm Thunderstruck, and if you've got an update or heard anything on the grapevine down there on I'm Thunderstruck. Yeah, he trialled last week, Dave, and uh, I think the reports are that he's going really well, but he, he just might take a run, uh, that he's uh, still carrying a little bit of condition, and that's fair enough because he's got... The uh, ore stakes, then the Futurity, and then into the All-Star Mile, and then to Sydney for the Doncaster. So he's got a, a program ahead of him. So you know, whether he wins the ore on Saturday, I'm not sure. The, the one I've had earmarked for the ore for about two months is Cinnawan, and he ran obviously very well behind Marabi last week in the Australia mm. Stakes. So I'm not getting off his bandwagon. Well, he looks a nice horse, doesn't he? And Dave, that yeah. name of Brett Kavanagh's runner is Lovers Field. Lovers Field, not Beacon's Field. Refused to parade to the barriers was a late scratching by order of stewards. Uh, a warning was placed on the filly. Now, that's usually what happens. They, they get one chance. There's a warning. Uh, so um, it, they, don't even have, they haven't even said here that well, uh, it has to trial again. So a warning was placed on it. So it, he'll probably take it to the races again, Cav. Um, and see what happens. And then, if it happens again, I would say then you have to go back to the trials and something happens. So you, you get one chance, I think it is, uh, in that situation. Mm, uh, so love, that's that's lover's it. Field. That was back on the 28th of January. That's right. Deep, um, deep in holidays, Dave, I can tell you that now. Deep in holidays uh, and enjoying yourself. I think we've got Mark on the line. Morning, Mark. Morning. What's your question, you mate? Yeah, Very I good. If yes, yes, yes has got any foals on the ground yet, if he's got anything. Well, I think he would. Yeah, the foals are on the ground, yeah. Yeah, yeah he'd just yeah. have his first foals on the ground this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. Beautiful. That's it, Mark. Next year's sales, Mark. Beautiful, yeah, Mark. Spend up for your up They'll be, up in, <laughs> yeah. be looking for you. Yeah. They will be. They will be now. <laughs> Best um, times ever. 
Great That's walkers. Exactly. Right. Beautiful movers. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and I, I tell you what, well, they've had, well, they've had the Ferrari. I wonder if it'll be a bit of Lamborghini or something next uh, next year with the SSS. Now we've got, uh, who have we got now? Brett. Morning, Brett. No, yeah. Scott. <laughs> Boy, no, it's Boy, not Brett Scott. Let's go to Scott. Morning, Scott. Yeah, morning, guys. Um, How are you, mate? Yeah, really good. Um, you're talking about um, Cabot Jones. So I just had a quick question. If you knew, uh, I don't know if you saw the trial of his knee at the Jones, you seem to be pretty impressive. Do you know if he's he going to start at the championship or go black side? Did he say anything? I heard could be in the, is it the light fingers this week or something? Oh, there's the light fingers. Yeah. Uh, well, what's the, is there a mare's race this week? A Shiraka or something, is there? No, mm. no, I don't know. I think, yeah. I'm I, I, sure well, I heard, you know, not too far away of coming back. Yeah, I think black type. I think black type's where they want to go yeah, uh, from okay. from reports, yeah. So, um, obviously, it was great to see her back, and she's Trisco been given a lot of time. This week. Yes. Trisco? Trisco Stakes this yeah, week. Trisco, yeah. 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 So, but we're yeah, very excited to see her back. John's on the line. Morning, John. Morning, boys. How's John? Very good, mate. Very good. Uh, I've got a question about rocketing by, and uh, what are the plans for, for that horse? Yeah, I don't know what they're up to with him, um, rocketing by. He's he's a pretty sharp sort of a horse. He hasn't seen him for a while. I can't recall um, if he's trialled as well. So I'll look him up here. He's, he's been he was through. one of Fifers, wasn't he? And he's... Um, uh, is that the horse? Yellow and yeah. red colours? Yep. Yeah, he's he won the English Spring. Yeah. He went, he went to Matty Dunn and... Uh, and he hasn't been cited si- since the Sydney Stakes. Yes, that's yeah. He hasn't been cited at the trials or anything. So I don't know where he is. Maybe he's uh, at a, well, at the, the concern with that is uh, he was trained by Matty Dunn. It is now on Racing Australia's transferred, so that means it's gone somewhere else. Okay, uh, he might. He, he, but he not might have listed a, of where it's gone to. Maybe he's had a. He's been had a tendon or something. He's going through rehabilitation. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so, yep, nothing there. No dramas. Uh, now, any more calls, uh, Boydo? I think we've got, uh, we, we might have Sean coming. G'day, Sean. G'day, mate. How are you going? Very good, mate. Listen, just, I, I, I'm just driving along. I just, I can't think of the name of the horse. I run, won the third race at Newcastle on Saturday. Three-word name. Very impressed with it. And just wondering what its plans were. If stuff or mums might know, I can't think of the name of the buddy. Race three at Newcastle on Saturday was won by a horse of the name of Fleet Air Arm, trained by Chris Lees, Chris Lees. ridden by Dylan Gibbons. Started a dollar fifty chance. Uh, that was its third start. It's had three wins: a maiden at Port Macquarie, a benchmark fifty-eight at Scone, mm-hmm. and then a benchmark sixty-four on Saturday at and Newcastle. I, I spoke with Chris yesterday on the phone, and through the grades was his exact words: just through the grades and. Um, obviously, it was a, a great win, but he sort of, you know, what Chris is like, he kept the lid on. He said it's only a benchmark 64 on a home deck over 900, so uh, he's not getting too carried away just yet. So just put it in the black book, and you'll probably see it popping up around that part of the world, I'd say, again soon. But, yeah, through the grades was what he said. John might have talked about him a couple of weeks ago when you had him on that. Yeah, I think he did. I think he was tipping him up that day at Scone um, when he when he sat off the speed that, that day at Scone and won. So, yeah, but... Um, Another nice horse. There's plenty of nice horses in, uh, around. Boys, um, there's a couple of texts on the text line. It was raised last week, actually, by Chris Roots. Uh, obviously, this Light Fingers is going to be a beauty. And obviously, we've got now the surround being a Group 1. Do we do we need another a Phillies race on um, now that it has changed uh, with all this, this around going to Group 1? Because uh, we're going to have a pretty hot Light, um, light Fingers. Do we need something else? Um, because it seems like there'll be you know more fillies than that field can uh, can fit in. Uh, no, I don't think we do. Uh, we don't need. You know, I think the program's okay for the fillies. If they're good enough, they'll they'll make the field. You don't you know you don't need dead wood in there. This, I know there's some nice fillies, but um, yeah, I don't think there's we need two fillies races for the lead up. I think the, the, it's worked in the past. Sometimes we get a year where we don't get many runners in it. Uh, so it's just one of those years where. All of a sudden, we get all these beautiful three-year-old fillies, and if you miss out, well, bad luck. You can always take on the Colts in the Southern Cross. 
That's true. Uh, we've got uh, this cracking meeting coming up. So what have we got uh, on Saturday? We've got the Apollo, as you mentioned, the Tab Lightfingers, uh, that Southern Cross, uh, which Munns just mentioned, the Triskay. That Piero plate's going to be a, uh, a beauty as well for the two-year-olds because we're going to see a couple of two-year-olds sort of step out in that and really start to, to heat up uh, in regards to this slipper campaign. Yeah, I wonder if we're going to see this metallicity everyone's raving about um, uh, running that. So we're all waiting for something to put their hand up. Uh, yeah, it's a good year waiting. to come along at the last minute. Yeah, it could well be. Uh, it could well be. So we're we'll, waiting, we'll waiting, lot. waiting. We'll know a lot more about lunchtime because nominations close at 11 o'clock this morning. So uh, if, if they're not nominated this morning, uh, they'll have a bit, a bit of difficulty racing there on Saturday. All right, and in regards to Caulfield, Dino, those noms shut at 12, but what have we got? The two preludes for the Blue Diamond, for the Colts, Geldings and the Phillies, the Autumn Stakes, uh, the Ken Hayes Stakes, and also the the, uh, the Ruberton. And the Orr. Yeah, and the Orr, yeah. The Belmain Stakes for the Mayors, so, uh, yeah, all classes covered, I think. uh, Yeah, we'll probably see, um, yeah, the the, the Group 1 runners probably, I think she might run in the Belmain. She ran in it last year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, really ramped up on Saturday. All right. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, boys, but I think Saturday we'll also see W. Pike in the form guide up here in Saturday. I think, um, I think it's going to be... The week after, I think. Is it the week after? Okay. All right. Well, I know he's definitely he's in town because there's a, uh, a bit oh, of a function happening uh, on Friday, I believe, a racing function I think he's going to be speaking at. So um, he's in Sydney. Uh, and he'll be uh, he'll be ready to roll very very soon. That's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. And obviously he'll get support from Team Hawks etc. Um, but uh, yeah, the Wizards here and a very very strong room it is. Winning horses to follow. Uh, Duff, what have you? What's caught your eye? Yeah, low key uh, start back for horses to follow. A couple of benchmark horses. Um, I thought Rustic Steel resumed with improvement to come in a fast race and did a really good job. So. He's come back well and can keep his winning strike rate pretty strong. And maybe one for the midweek, so sneaky. I thought he was one of the only horses that sort of half stuck on on the rails there on Saturday. So uh, that's a good sign to say that he can win, you know, maybe one of them Warwick Farm midweeks at home. Dino, your horses to follow? Uh, Yeah, I've got a few old generation uh, probably showed himself up on Saturday uh, with his win. The Garden, I thought, ran very well first up. 1,100 was probably, even though he ran second, was a little bit sharp. I think he dominates over 13, 1,400, so he's going to have a good prep. And there was one out of yesterday that won uh, called Hafey, won the two-year-old at Bendigo. He is a really nice horse by I Am Invincible. He'd always trolled up really well. I, I thought he might have been saved for the preludes this week, but uh, they gave him the, uh, the low-key win at Bendigo. Might come up too quickly, uh, the Blue Diamond, but he, you, you might see him in Sydney. He's a nice horse. All right, Twenty-one fantastic. dollar chance in the Blue Diamond. He must have went up at least fifty-one dollars because he's been averaged out at about fifty-three dollars. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, I think he was about that. But uh, yeah, it, look, it was a really. He sat last and he just bowled him over easily yesterday. And the horse that uh, the Godolphin horse that ran second had trolled okay. So.